darahnya telah menebus dosa kesalahan saudara dan saya. His blood, his blood has paid for your sins and my sins. Sebab itu kita ada di tempat ini, saudara. And that's why we are here today. Kita bisa menikmati hadirat Dia karena Dia bersama dengan kita pagi hari ini. We can enjoy His presence because He's with us this morning. Saudara Daud pernah berkata, satu hari di bait Allah lebih indah daripada seribu hari di pelataran istana Dia. Friends, David has said once that uh, one day in God's temple is better than a thousand days in His palace. Saudara. Pagi hari ini saya bisa menikmati apa yang Daud katakan. Friends, this morning I can enjoy what David said. Dan saya looking forward untuk di surga nanti menikmati hari lepas hari bersama dengan para malaikat menyanyi bersama-sama. And I look forward one day when I'm in heaven to sing together with all the angels. Kalau setiap pagi Anda datang, siapkan hati kita supaya kita bisa menikmati hadirat Tuhan. If every morning you come, prepare our hearts so that we can um, enjoy um, God's um, uh, words. Hadirat Tuhan. Oh, God's, God's presence. presence. Tuhan kita, Tuhan nama berdoa supaya setiap kami yang dengarkan firman pagi hari ini, biar roh kudus menanamkan benih firman ini supaya benih firman ini bisa bertumbuh. Guys, I pray so that um, your words will become a seed so that it will grow in every single hearts. Urapi setiap kami supaya kami bisa mengerti firman-Mu. every single one of us so that we can understand your words. Dalam nama Yesus, amen. In the name of Jesus, amen. 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 Saudara, terima kasih. Terima kasih untuk semuanya. Anda sudah memberikan yang terbaik untuk pagi hari ini. You guys have given your best this morning. Saya harap Anda sudah divaksin semuanya belum ya? I hope that all of you have been vaccinated. Nah, minggu depan saya vaksin yang kedua. Next week I will have my second vaccination. Oke, okay, haleluya. Saudara, hari ini kita akan melanjutkan uh, buku Yohanes, seri dari uh, buku Yohanes. So today we are going to continue our um, study of the book of John. Uh, pagi hari ini sedikit nanti kalau saudara saya akan bahas sedikit tentang latar belakangnya dan kemudian saya masuk ke poinnya nanti ya. So this morning I will um, explain to you a little bit about the background and I will um, go into the point. Saudara kalau kita membaca kitab Injil, maka kita harus kadangkala harus tahu latar belakang kenapa Yesus mengatakan hal yang demikian. Sometimes when we read the gospel, we need to understand why Jesus said what he said. Kenapa orang bosan membaca firman Tuhan karena mereka kadang-kadang enggak mengerti nyambungnya ke mana sih ini? Why do sometimes people get bored reading the Bible because they don't understand how it connect to one another? Tapi saudara dan saya belajar kitab Yohanes dari awal tahun ini dan saya saya percaya Anda mengerti sekarang cerita kenapa Yohanes menuliskan Injilnya. But we have been studying uh, the book of John from the beginning of the year and I believe that you all you all understand why John wrote this uh, gospel. Nah, hari ini kita akan belajar dengan topik yaitu dia Yesus memberikan metafor adanya tentang haus saudara oleh sebab itu saya katakan if anyone thirsts bila seorang haus so uh, this morning we are going to um, 
uh, read from um, you know what Jesus said uh, when he gave the metaphor if anyone thirsts Saudara Evans akan bacakan di dalam bahasa Inggris dari Yohanes 7 ayat 37 sampai 52 Okay let me read from uh, the book of John chapter 7 verse 37 until 52 It says like this River of living water verse 37 On the last day of the feast the great day Jesus stood up and cried out If anyone thirsts Let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Now this he said about the Spirit, whom those who believe in him were to receive. For as yet the Spirit had not been given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. Division among the people. When they heard these words, some of the people said, This really is the prophet. Others said, This is the Christ. But some said, Is the Christ to come from Galilee? Has not the scripture said that Christ, that the Christ comes from the offspring of David and comes from Bethlehem, the village where David was? So there was a division among the people over him. Some of them wanted to arrest him, but no one laid hands on him. The officers then came to the chief priests and Pharisees, who said to them, Why did you not bring him? The officers answered, No one ever spoke like this man. The Pharisees answered them, Have you also been deceived? Have any of the authorities or the Pharisees believed in him? But this crowd that does not know the law is a curse. Nicodemus, who had gone to him before, and who was one of them, said to them, Does our law judge a man without first giving him a hearing and learning what he does? They replied, Are you from Galilee too? Search and see that no prophet arises from Galilee. So, cerita ini peristiwa eh, cerita ini sangat interesting sekali Saudara. So this story is very interesting. Kalau Saudara melihat uh, dari ayat 37 sampai 52 sebenarnya ada dua episode di dalam cerita berbeda ini. So if we observe closely from verse 37 to 52 there are actually two episodes of this story. Ayat 27 sampai 39 menceritakan Yesus berdiri di bait Allah dan kemudian dia berseru barang siapa haus baiklah ia datang kepadaku dan minum. So the first part first 37 to 39 tells how Jesus stood in the temple and cried out if anyone thirsts let him come to me and drink. Sementara ayat 40 sampai 52 meng- mengkisahkan terjadinya dua kelompok yang memiliki pandangan berbeda tentang Yesus. So while verse 40 to 52 tells about how there are two groups of people who have different views about Lord Jesus form. Satu kelompok dengan terang-terang mengaku bahwa Yesus adalah nabi dan Kristus dan di kelompok lain ingin menangkap dia. So one group openly admits that Jesus is a prophet or Christ, but the other group actually want to arrest him. Saudara Kalau kita share tentang gospel, saudara, pasti ada orang yang setuju, ada orang yang tidak setuju, saudara. So when we share the gospel to others, there are two group of people, those who agree and those who do not agree. Jadi dari kejadian ini, saudara bisa mengerti, walaupun kalau saudara ditolak, waktu saudara sharing the gospel, saudara tetap harus sharing the gospel. So from this uh, passage, you uh, you can learn that um, even though sometimes you will be rejected when you share the gospel, you still have to share the gospel. Saudara, bukan saja perpecahan terjadi di kalangan elit, tetapi terjadi juga bahkan di antara penjaga-penjaga, atau saya katakan satpam, para satpam, saudara. 
not only did differences occur among the elites, but also uh, among the officers or the uh, security guards. Saudara, para sapam ini ditugaskan untuk menangkap Yesus. These security guards were tasked to arrest Jesus. Mereka adalah penjaga, penjaga bait ditugaskan untuk menjaga bait Allah. Their main job was to guard the temple. Umumnya mereka dari golongan uh, orang-orang suku Le- Lewi, saudara. Usually they come from the Levites. Nah, kisah ini, kejadian ini terjadi pada waktu Feast of Tabernacle dua minggu yang lalu. Istri saya sudah jelaskan hari raya Pondok Daun. So this story takes place during the Feast of Tabernacles. Ini adalah hari raya yang paling ramai, salah satu yang paling ramai setiap tahun yang diadakan di Israel di Yerusalem. This is one of the biggest feast that is celebrated in Israel. Orang-orang Yahudi dari segala pelosok saudara datang berkumpul di Yerusalem. Jewish people from all parts of Israel come to Jerusalem. Oleh sebab itu satpam satpam ini memegang peranan penting untuk mengamankan situasi pada waktu itu. That's why the security guards have a major role to play in order to keep the temple secure. Salah satu tugas mereka adalah untuk menangkap Yesus. And one of the tasks that they were being assigned to was to arrest the Lord Jesus. Tapi setelah mereka dengar khotbah Yesus, mereka ragu-ragu untuk menangkap dia. But when after they heard Jesus was preaching they were hesitant to arrest him. Di antara mereka berkata begini, belum pernah ada seorang manusia berkata seperti orang itu. And some of them even said that no, no human being ever, ever spoke like this man. Saudara kadangkala saudara kalau saudara memberitakan Injil, kadangkala saudara tidak usah persiapkan sesuatu kata-kata yang muluk saudara. Sometimes when you are trying to uh, uh, preach the gospel, you don't have to uh, uh, you know uh, have a lot of eloquent uh, speeches. Pengalaman Anda dengan Tuhan, Anda bisa share kepada orang lain, tetapi Roh Kudus akan menerjemahkan pada waktu engkau share kepada orang lain. Your experiences with God, you can share it with people, but the Holy Spirit will translate it sama, when you are doing it. Sama seperti satpam ini Saudara, dia belum mereka belum pernah dengar Yesus berkhotbah. Hari itu mereka bilang, "Wow, luar biasa, enggak ada orang seperti dia." Just like this security guards, they haven't heard Jesus preach, but once they heard Jesus preach, they said, wow, we've never heard somebody speak like this before. Yang menarik dari peristiwa ini juga adalah, saudara, di antara para elit yang hadir pada waktu itu, Nicodemus, saudara. What is also interesting is that among all of the elites present at that time was Nicodemus. Saudara masih ingat dalam kejadian John 3 pada waktu itu, Yohanes 3, di mana Nicodemus datang kepada Yesus pada waktu tengah malam, Untuk mengajukan pertanyaan kepada Yesus tentang lahir kembali. You guys probably remember in John 3 when Nicodemus came to Jesus in the middle of the night and asked Jesus about being born again. Di sini saudara Yohanes menuliskan kembali namanya. And in this verse, John wrote his name again. Saudara dia muncul dalam peristiwa ini. Kali ini dia tampil untuk membela Tuhan Yesus. He came in this uh, you know uh, passage and this time he came to defend Jesus. Dia berkata kepada teman-teman elit yang lain yaitu orang-orang Farisi yang lain, apakah hukum Taurat kita menghukum seseorang sebelum ia didengar dan sebelum orang mengetahui apa yang dibuatnya? He said to the other elites, the Pharisees, does our law judge a man without first giving him a hearing and learning what he does? Dengan kata lain, Nicodemus hanya minta supaya kesaksian Yesus didengar terlebih dahulu sebelum dihakimi, saudara. So in other words, Nicodemus was only asking for Jesus' testimony to be heard before he was being judged. 
teman-temannya yang lain, orang elit lainnya, orang Parisi berkata begini, menjawab dia, apakah engkau juga orang Galili? Selidikilah kitab suci dan engkau akan tahu bahwa tidak ada nabi yang datang dari Galili. But the others, the elites, said to him, Are you from Galilee too? Search and see that no prophets arises from Galilee. Saudara, apa maksud kata perkataan demikian, saudara? What What are they trying to say? Orang-orang elit, orang Parisi berkata kepada Nicodemus, begini, saudara. Apakah kamu salah satu dari orang-orang miskin dan orang-orang bodoh di Galilee yang mau percaya saja kepada hal yang tidak masuk akal itu? What they were actually was saying is that Nicodemus, are you one of the poor and ignorant people in Galilee who will just believe in these absurd things? Dan kata lain, you are so stupid dengan seperti orang-orang Galilee. In other words, you you are so stupid like the Galileans. Saudara, kita tahu bahwa kadangkala kita share gospel, kita share harus yang simple saja, saudara. We know that when we share the gospel, we have to share it in a simple way. Tidak usah terlalu intelektual. We don't have to, um, you know, use uh, too much of our intellectuals. Kalau Roh Kudus bekerja, dia bisa bekerja apa yang kita share kepada orang-orang lain. When the Holy Spirit works, He can use whatever that we said um, towards others. Sekarang kita arahkan perhatian kita kepada apa yang Yesus katakan di dalam ayat 40 sampai 52, saudara. Now let's turn our attention to what Jesus said in verse 40 to 52. Saudara, akibat perkataan Yesus ini terjadi perpecahan di antara mereka. So because of what Jesus said, there was a division among them. Saudara ingat pada waktu itu istri saya pernah katakan bahwa mereka berkumpul di Yerusalem segitu banyaknya orang untuk merayakan hari Pondok Daun, saudara. So remember my wife has shared before that they gathered in Jerusalem to celebrate the Feast of Tabernacles. Selama tujuh hari mereka kumpul di Yerusalem bersama-sama. For seven days they gathered together in Jerusalem. Jadi mereka mendirikan pondok-pondok, saudara, membangun pondok-pondok dari ranting-ranting, ya, dan mereka, dari ranting-ranting kering dan mereka berkemah di situ selama tujuh hari. So they built huts from dry branches and uh, they kept there for about seven days. Mereka berpesta pora, saudara, dan mereka bersukacita seperti seolah-olah pada waktu itu hari panen raya, saudara. They had a great celebration where people rejoice as if the harvest time has come. Dan mereka membakar korban bakaran kepada Tuhan. They offer burnt offerings for God. Nah, banyak orang pada waktu itu berharap Yesus apakah Yesus datang atau enggak Mereka mengharap Yesus datang. Many people were questioning whether Jesus will come or not. They were hoping that Jesus will come. Saya ingat istri saya berkata Yesus akhirnya memutuskan untuk datang, tapi pada hari yang keberapa kita tidak tahu. Um, I remember my wife shared that um, uh, the Jesus finally came, but we didn't know what day Jesus actually came. Lalu kemudian Rasul Yohanes mengatakan pada hari terakhir sekali, saudara hari terakhir Yesus kemudian hari puncaknya ya, dari hari raya pondok daun ini dia berdiri dan berseru, barangsiapa haus baiklah ia datang kepadaku dan minum. So John John tell us that on the last day that there is at the climax of the feast Jesus stood up and cried out if anyone thirst let him come to me and drink. Mari kita analisa sedikit Saudara apa yang ditulis oleh Yohanes. 
Let us analyze uh, what John wrote here. Yang pertama, sangat jelas Yesus datang, eh, Yesus berbicara pada hari terakhir, yaitu pada klimaks daripada acara itu, Saudara. So it is very clear that Jesus spoke on the last day at the, uh, at the climax of the celebration. Dia menunggu momen yang pas sekali. He was waiting for the right moment. Yang kedua, Saudara, Yesus perhatikan, Yesus ber, berbicara waktu itu berdiri, Saudara. The second thing that we notice also is that Jesus, when Jesus spoke up, he stood up. Saudara, pada zaman dulu, Saudara, kalau seorang ahli Taurat mengajar murid-muridnya, murid-muridnya disuruh berdiri, dia yang berduduk, Saudara. So in the custom of those days, the uh, teachers of the um, of the Bible would sit down while the students um, stood up. Saudara tanya, kenapa demikian? Supaya murid-muridnya tidak pernah ngantuk. So uh, you you might ask why is that why is that like that so that the students doesn't become sleepy. Mereka pintar ya jadi supaya enggak ngantuk muridnya berdiri gurunya yang duduk. And that's why they are very very clever uh, in order for the students not to be sleepy the, the uh, teacher sit down and the students stand up. Saudara pada waktu itu Yesus sedang duduk saudara tiba-tiba dia berdiri. Jesus was probably sitting down at that time but suddenly he stood up untuk mencari perhatian orang. In order to attract people's attention. Dan yang ketiga, saudara, ketika dia berdiri, dia tidak berkata seperti biasa, barang siapa haus, mari dia minum daripadaku. Enggak, saudara. And um, the third one is that when he said what he said, he didn't say it in a calm voice. Um, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Tapi dikatakan dia berseru, berteriak, saudara. But it, it was written here that Jesus cried out. Saudara, dia berkata, Yohanes eh, mengatakan dia berdiri langsung dia berteriak, barang siapa haus baiklah ia datang kepadaku dan minum. So uh, so it, it was written here that Jesus uh, stood up and cried out, if anyone thirst let him come to me and drink. Barang siapa percaya kepadaku seperti yang dikatakan oleh kitab suci dari dalam hatinya akan mengalir aliran-aliran air hidup. Whoever believes in me as the scripture has said out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Nah, kita kembali lagi dengan latar belakangnya. Kenapa Yesus tiba-tiba berdiri dan mengucapkan kata yang demikian? Let's look at the historical context why Jesus said what he said at that time. Nah, Saudara, seorang pakar dari perjanjian baru yang bernama Profesor Dr. Carson, dia menjelaskan atas kejadian ini, Saudara. A New Testament scholar, Professor Dr. Carson, explains what happened in this passage. Pada hari ketujuh hari raya Pondok Daun ini, imam mengisi kendi emas. Jadi ada kendi emas diisi dengan air dari kolam Siloam. So on the seventh day of this feast, the priest will fill a golden jug with water taken from the pool of Siloam. Lalu kemudian mereka mereka arah imamnya banyak itu, ya. mereka arah kembali ke bait Allah. Dan dipimpin oleh salah satu imam yang mereka sebut imam besar. They will parade this golden jug back to the temple uh, in a parade led by the high priest. Nah, sementara arak-arakan itu mendekati pintu air sebelah selatan, saudara. Saya nggak ada gambarnya, sudah. Saudara bayangkan mendekati pintu air sebelah selatan, kira-kira di sini di dalam ruangan. Kemudian mereka beberapa orang membunyikan suara. Apa itu uh, kalau dikatakan sofar? Sofar itu adalah uh, seperti apa itu namanya seluring apa yang trompet yang dari uh, ini saudara yang dari binatang punya apa keong gitu loh yang gede. Oke okay, nah. 
Seperti okay. tanduk uh, ya. Suara lalu. trompet dibunyikan tanda bersukacita. Okay. Um, well, okay. As the procession approach the uh, the south water gate, um, the shofar will be blown three times, and the sound of the trumpet, um, you know, uh, will be will be sounded at that time. Saudara, sementara mereka menyaksikan bersukacita setelah berhenti trompet dibunyikan. Maka para imam apa memutari mesbah sambil membawa kendi emas yang berisi air siloam tadi. Okay, while the pilgrims were watching all of this, the priests will march around the altar carrying the golden jars there. Mereka nyanyi lagu dari kidung agung Mazmur 118. They will sing a song of songs taken from Psalm 118. Lalu imam, imam besar, di tangan kanannya ada seperti, saudara pernah ke gereja katolik enggak saudara? Ada kemenian yang dibawa begini saudara. Ya, itu namanya lulap atau apa gitu ya. Sudah pernah ya kalau ke gereja-gereja ortodoks gitu kan, ada uh, dibawa begitu. Yang ya kan, namanya apa itu? Kan? Kemenian. Uh, ya, kemenian tetapi yang dibawa seperti digoyang begini saudara. Tangan kanannya dikasih itu, dan tangan kiri sementara jeruk nipis. Uh, okay, the, the the high priest will have um, that uh, burnt vessels, you know, the, the the smoky thingy on his right hand, and he will shake it, and um, he will also have uh, on the other hand um, uh, lime. Lime, yeah, okay. Is it a symbolis dari tanda apa itu namanya panem? So the lime is a symbol of the uh, harvest. Saudara, kalau mau lihat. Acara seperti itu mirip yaitu kalau saudara pergi pergi ke gereja ortodoks atau gereja katolik. So you will be able to see this kind of symbolism in a in a Catholic or Orthodox church. Nah, saudara pada waktu itulah mereka berseru bersama-sama kepada Tuhan tiga kali beri syukur kepada Allah beri syukur kepada Allah tiga kali saudara. So at that time they will shout three times give thanks to the Lord God give thanks to the Lord God three times. Lalu kemudian air dalam kendi emas tadi saudara dipersembahkan kepada Tuhan bersama-sama dengan korban persembahan pagi hari dan kemudian dicampur lagi dengan anggur sebagai simbol daripada apa itu namanya minuman seharian. Then the water in the golden jug was offered to God along with the morning sacrifice accompanied by an offering of daily drink which is wine. Ya. Air dan Anggur dan air kemudian dituangkan ke dalam mangkuk mangkok apa itu nama perak saudara dicurahkan di mesbah Tuhan. The wine and water were then poured into silver bowls and poured out before the altar of the Lord. Saudara, ini adalah simbolik daripada orang-orang Yahudi untuk mengingat kembali masa susah mereka pada waktu di zaman padang gurun dulu. The symbolism is to remind all of the Jewish people how difficult life was when they were on their sojourn um, in the in the desert. Waktu mereka membutuhkan air, Tuhan menyediakan air dari batu karang. When they need water, God provided water from the rock. Jadi mereka berharap satu kali kelak ini terjadi sesuai dengan apa yang dinubuatkan dalam uh, para oleh para nabi saudara. So they were they were hoping that one day things will happen according to what have been prophesied by the prophets. Jadi sementara orang-orang banyak terang sedang memikirkan hal tersebut Saudara itu hari raya tersebut Yesus tiba-tiba berdiri 
dan berteriak saudara. So while the crowd, the crowd was thinking about the feast of tabernacles, Jesus suddenly stood up and cried what he cried. Barang siapa haus, baiklah dia datang kepadaku dan minum. If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Apa yang digambarkan dengan pencurahan air pada hari raya pondok daun itu tergenapi di dalam diri Yesus. What was described by the outpouring of water at the feast of tabernacles was fulfilled in Jesus. Yesus katakan akulah batu karang itu. Jesus said that he is the rock. Akulah mesias yang kau tunggu. He is the long awaited messiah. Saudara itulah latar belakangnya semua. Oleh sebab itu kenapa dia berdiri dan berteriak, Saudara. And this is the context of uh, of what happened there and that's why Jesus stood up and said what he said. Saudara Dia tidak menawarkan air fisik air seperti ini, saudara. Tetapi dia menawarkan air hidup, saudara. He did not uh, offer of, uh, you know an actual water, but he is uh, offering a spiritual water. Nanti saya jelaskan aplikasinya. Nah, lalu kemudian, saudara, dikatakan di sini Yesus bilang Yohanes katakan seperti yang dikatakan dalam Kitab Suci. And um, John also wrote according to what is written in the New Scriptures. Artinya begini, di dalam perjanjian lama sudah banyak tertulis tentang kejadian ini. So, so what it actually meant is that in the Old Testament there has been many uh, words uh, being written about what happened Coba here. Coba kita lihat, saudara, ayat Yesaya 55 ayat 1, cuma beberapa ayat aja, karena kita bukan Bible study. Jadi saya kasih tunjuk kepada anda. Ayo, hai semua. Orang yang haus, marilah dan minumlah air. Okay, this is from Isaiah uh, chapter 55 verse 1. Come everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. Dan hai orang yang tidak punya uang, marilah terimalah gandum tanpa uang pembeli dan makanlah juga anggur dan susu tanpa bayar semuanya. Artinya and, makan free. And he who has no money, come buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk. Without money and without price, that means it's free. Lalu Yesaya 55, eh 58 ayat 11, uh, Yesaya melanjutkan lagi. And um, Isaiah continued in, um, in later on. Dia katakan Tuhan akan menuntun engkau senantiasa dan akan memuaskan hatimu di tanah yang kering dan akan memper- memperbaharui kekuatanmu. Engkau akan menjadi seperti taman yang diairi dengan baik. Seperti mata air yang tidak pernah mengecewakan. Okay, so this is from Isaiah chapter 58, verse 11. And the Lord will guide you continually and satisfy your desire in scorched places, in, in scorched place, and make your bones strong. And you shall be like a watered garden, like a spring of water whose waters do not fail. Lalu kemudian yang terakhir saya quote dari Alkitab dari Yoel, saudara Nabi Yoel mengatakan. Pada waktu itu akan terjadi bahwa gunung-gunung akan meniriskan anggur baru, bukit-bukit akan mengalirkan susu, dan segala sungai Yehuda akan mengalirkan air. Mata air akan terbit dari dalam rumah Tuhan dan akan membasahi seluruh lembah sitim. And the last one is from Joel chapter 3 verse 18. And in that day the mountains shall drip sweet wine. And the hills shall flow with milk, and all the streambeds of Judah shall flow with water, and a fountain shall come forth from the house of the Lord, and water from the valley of Shittim. Saudara, banyak lagi ayat-ayat yang lain yang mendukung kejadian pada waktu itu. 
There are many other Old Testament verses that uh, is, that supports what happened uh, during um, Jesus uh, uh, first just now. Saudara, inilah satu gambaran di mana Yesus datang untuk memberikan saudara dan saya sumber air itu, saudara. This is a, a portrayal of how Jesus will come and give us that living water. Supaya saudara dan saya bisa menikmati air tersebut dan menjadi mata air dari dalam hidupmu dan memancar keluar. So that you and I can become that spring of water and, uh, and, and uh, spring of water will come out from us and it never stop flowing. Masih ingat di dalam kejadian dalam Yohanes 4 saudara ketika Yesus berbicara dengan seorang Samaria, wanita Samaria pada waktu itu. Uh, you remember probably from uh, John chapter 4 when he uh, Jesus was having a, a talk with a Samaritan woman. Waktu dia minta minum dari wanita Samaria ini. When uh, he asked for water from the Samaritan uh, woman. Lalu Yesus katakan, barang siapa minum dari air ini, ia akan haus lagi. He said, everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again. Tapi barang siapa minum dari air yang kuberikan kepadanya, tidak akan haus lama-lamanya. But whoever drinks of the water that I will give him will never be thirsty again. Sebab air yang kuberikan kepadanya akan menjadi mata air di dalam dirinya dan terus memancar sampai kepada kehidupan yang kekal. The water that I will give him will become uh, in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. Saudara, sewaktu lockdown saudara, saya punya satu desire yaitu keinginan saya, craving saya saudara, yaitu dua makanan, yaitu satu pe, yang kedua ramen saudara. Uh, friends, during the lockdown there are two craving that I had. Number one was pho and the second one was ramen. Ya, saudara bayangkan waktu itu kan kita nggak boleh keluar lebih dari lima kilo. Nah pe itu yang saya suka ya, di Springfield dan ramen yang saya suka ada di Kanaji saudara. So um, you know at that time we were not allowed to travel uh, further than five kilometers and the food that I like was in Springfield and the one ramen that I like was in uh, Carnegie. Saya bisa mengerti waktu Daud di dalam peperangan ketika dia menginginkan air dari sumur Bethlehem, saudara. So I can understand what David felt when he was in the middle of uh, warfare and um, he wanted to uh, um, you know drink water from the uh, well in Bethlehem. Jadi kalau setelah lockdown selesai saya ajak isi saya pertama Pak, kita makan ramen dulu. So after the lockdown was over, the first thing that I uh, asked my wife to uh, go with me was uh, to eat ramen. Dan dia tidak suka ramen. And she does not like ramen. Penderitaan buat dia. It is suffering, it's a suffering for her. Tapi kalau dia sayang sama saya, dia makan juga. But because she loved me, she ate it anyway. Saudara, setiap kali kalau saudara makan pe, saudara Sorenya pasti saudara suka minum air, benar kan? So um, every time you eat for um, a couple of hours later, you probably will want to drink a lot Saya of water, right? Kata orang terlalu banyak fiksinnya begini. So maybe they have a lot of uh, um, you know uh, MSG. MSG, ya fiksinnya MSG. Jadi setiap kali saudara minum haus lagi tetap minum terus saudara. So that's why after you eat for you become thirsty all the time. Itu yang Yesus katakan kepada kita. Kalau kita minum air kita haus lagi, tapi kalau kita minum dari air yang dia berikan tidak akan haus lagi. And that's what Jesus said. If we drink from this water, we will become thirsty again. But if we drink from Jesus's living water, we will not be thirsty again. Saudara, kalau saudara punya craving atau punya keinginan untuk material, ya, saudara kekayaanmu tu tidak akan apa itu namanya kalau saudara mencintai kekayaan seperti pengkhotbah katakan maka hatimu tidak akan pernah puas 
So if you have a craving for materialistic stuff, you will never be satisfied, just like what the uh, uh, what Ecclesiastes said. Saudara, apa yang kita inginkan secara materi itu tidak akan membuat hatimu atau kehidupanmu lebih bahagia. Well, the material thing that we desire will not make us happier. Oleh sebab itu, kalau saudara bisa membatasi hidupmu sebagai orang Kristen, saudara bisa tahu that's enough is enough. That's why as a Christian when we know what contentment mean and we have said enough is enough. Saudara, engkau akan hidup bahagia. You will live with joy. Oleh sebab itu, Yesus katakan kalau engkau minum dari air yang ada, engkau akan haus lagi. And that's why Jesus said that if you drink from this water, you will be thirsty again. Kalau kita cari sesuatu kepuasan dari dunia, tidak akan puas hidupmu. If we look satisfaction from worldly things, we will never be satisfied. Saudara baru-baru ini ada komplemerat di Surabaya yang meninggal, saudara. So recently there was a tycoon in Surabaya who passed away. Saudara dia adalah pengusaha oksigen LPG terbesar di Jawa Timur. He is a, a producer, a largest producer of oxygen in Indonesia in uh, in East Java. Waktu dia kena uh, kena apa itu namanya kena uh, COVID, saudara, oksigen nggak bantu dia. When he had uh, COVID, the oxygen didn't help him. Mati hidup itu karena sudah waktunya. Life at death is has already been determined by God. Sekalipun anda punya pabrik oksigen, tidak ada gunanya. Although you have the oxygen factory, it does not help. Sekalipun anda punya uang segitu banyak, tidak nolong. Even though you might have lots and lots of money, it does not help. Oleh sebab itu dengan kejadian pandemik ini belajar satu hal, saudara, uang tidak akan menolong untuk menyelesaikan masalah saudara dan saya. With this pandemic, uh, one thing that we must learn is that money does not solve all problems. Oleh sebab itu, kita punya Allah yang bisa memberikan air, dan air itu menjadi sumber kehidupan kita. That's why we know that uh, we have a God that uh, will give us water, and that water will spring up from us. Oleh sebab itu, saya bilang kepada saudara semua yang dengar pagi hari ini, Tolong, jangan lagi kita bingung dengan investment kita, dengan materi kita, tetapi coba fokuskan diri kita kepada Tuhan. That's why I wanted to uh, uh, convey this message to all of you that um, do not be worried with all of your investment or all of your wealth, but let's refocus our life for God. Saudara, saya bayangkan kalau orang kaya mati dengan uangnya miliaran atau bilion, uh, bilion, saudara. Tahu je, gak bisa bawa apa-apa uang itu, saudara. I imagine even if a rich man dies with all of his billions, he will not be able to bring a single sense. Satu kali saya ngafes dengan seorang di sebuah kafe saya ketemu seorang wanita yang saya sudah sering ketemu, saudara. Kita ngobrol. So one day when I was having my cafe, I met up with women that has also frequented the same cafe for some times. Istrinya ini ya perempuan ya sudah suami-suaminya sering berkelahi saudara. So I had a chat with her and apparently she had a she had frequent fight with her husband. Suaminya ini orangnya pelit, istrinya ini orangnya boros. Her husband is stingy, but her wait hang on. 
No, no. Her, her husband is stingy, but uh, she is um, quite, you know, um, he, she, she, she likes to spend. Saudara, tiap hari istrinya ini ngafe. Dan jadi teman saya ngafe, saudara. So every day uh, this woman... Uh, Tapi like udah tua, to, dia lebih tua dari saya. Uh, this, this, this woman like to go to the cafe. Uh, so she went there um, every day, but uh, she's much older than me. Lalu satu kali dia marah sama suaminya dia bilang gini, lu tahu nggak? Kalau mati nanti nggak ada ATM lagi dia bilang. So so one day when uh, when she was really upset, she uh, scolded her husband and said that one day when you die we do not have uh, ATM anymore. Saya tertawa saudara. And I laugh. Saya bilang make sense sudah. And I said that makes sense. Saya bilang sama istri saya. And I told my wife. Istri saya tertawa. And, and, and when I shared the story with my wife, she laughed. Itu, cari Tuhan, and that's why I seek God. Apapun masalah anda, Yesus sudah menyediakan air hidup, saudara. Whatever your problem is, Jesus has prepared the living water. Setiap hari, coba belajar untuk fellowship dengan Tuhan. Every day, try to have a fellowship with uh, God. Sekalipun kadangkala anda tidak tahu lagi apa yang mau didoakan. Although sometimes you don't know what else to pray. Saya bayangkan kalau saya sudah menikah sama istri saya 38 tahun, apa lagi mau dikomongin? I, I I thought about you know I've been married with my wife for 38 years. What what else that we are going to talk about? Apalagi kalau anak-anak sudah keluar dari rumah kita tinggal berdua doang. So, you know, it's even worse if if all of our kids are already, um, you know, uh, out uh, in their own homes. So what are we going to do now? Saudara tahu nggak? Saya dan istri selalu cerita yang sama beberapa tahun yang lalu kejadian itu diulang lagi, saudara. You know, um, we always uh, share the stories that we have already shared with each other a couple of years before. Nah, mungkin kalau ada anak saya, mungkin dia bilang, Papi, Mami, itu cerita udah berapa kali? Seratus kali kita dengar. So uh, if if my kids are there, um, they will probably say that. Oh well, we've heard that story a couple of times before. Begitulah komunikasi kita dengan Tuhan. And that's how our um, communication with God should be. Kadangkala kita sudah ngomong, tapi kita ngomong lagi sama Tuhan. Sometimes we said what we said already with God, but we said it again anyway. Masa saya bilang sama istri saya, udahlah kan kita udah ngomong itu berkali-kali, udah stop nggak usah ngobrol, diem-diem aja kita. Uh, uh, Should I actually say to uh, to my wife that oh well we've already covered that topic we don't we, we just should um, you know keep quiet to ourselves and don't say anything. No 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 saudara untuk bisa menjaga keharmonisan kita ngomong berapa kali pun sudah diceritakan cerita lagi. You know in order to uh, maintain our uh, harmony at home just just tell the story again and again and again. Hubungan saudara dan Tuhan demikian. And that's the same goes with your uh, relationship with God. Supaya air hidup itu bisa memancar dari dalam dirimu. So that the living water can be expressed out from you. Supaya kalau orang lain sedang bermasalah, Anda bisa menjadi saksi bagi mereka. So when others are having difficulties in, in their life, you can um, you can provide answers for them. Saudara, terakhir sekali, waktu Yohanes mendapat penglihatan di surga eh, dari surga saudara di dalam kitab Wahyu Wahyu 21 ayat 6. So uh, the last one is that uh, when uh, when when John was uh, receiving revelation from heaven in uh, Revelation 20 uh, okay. chapter 21 verse okay. 6. Coba kita lihat Revelation 21 ayat 6. Oke, okay, good. Saudara, 
Bayangkan loh, Yesus dari surga ngomong sama Yohanes begini. Aku adalah Alfa dan Omega, yang awal dan yang akhir. Orang-orang yang haus akan kuberi minum dengan cuma-cuma dari mata air kehidupan. Imagine Jesus said this, Jesus said this from heaven uh, through John uh, in uh, Revelation uh, chapter 21 verse 6. And he said to me, it is done. I am the Alpha and not the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty I will give from the spring of the water of life without payment. Lalu kemudian di dalam ayat di dalam pasal 22 ayat 17 Yesus ulang lagi. And furthermore in uh, Revelation chapter 22 verse 17 he repeated again. Dia katakan dan barang siapa yang haus hendaklah ia datang dan dan barang siapa yang mau hendaklah dia mengambil air kehidupan dengan cuma-cuma. And let the one who is thirsty come and let the one who desires take the water of the life without price. Padahal dia sudah di surga Saudara. Even though Jesus was already in heaven. Tapi dia ngomong yang sama lagi kepada Rasul Yohanes. But, but he repeat what he said again to uh, his uh, uh, followers. Keselamatan yang dia sediakan Saudara cuma-cuma. The salvation that has been offered is free. Lalu kemudian pada waktu Saudara dan saya Minum air yang dia berikan, saudara. Air itu tidak akan membuat kita haus lagi. And when you and I consume that living water, that living water will make you not thirsty again. Mari kita berdiri semuanya. Let us all stand up. Bagi anda yang belum pernah menerima Yesus sebagai juruselamat. For those of you who have not accepted Jesus as your personal savior. Satu-satunya Allah yang bisa menyediakan air. Tanpa haus kembali hanya Yesus. The only God that uh, can give you the living water so that you do, you don't not become thirsty again is Jesus. Kalau kita bicara tentang Yesus, kita bicara tentang keselamatan. If we talk about Jesus, we talk about salvation. Tidak ada satupun makhluk yang bisa menyelamatkan kita kecuali Yesus. There is no one that can save us but Jesus. Tidak ada satupun pengharapan yang kita bisa taruh di dalamnya. Kecuali Yesus hari-hari terakhir ini. There's no one to hope for apart from Jesus in these days. Bagi anda yang mau terima Yesus, anda bisa berdoa bersama-sama saya. For those of you who want to accept Jesus into your life, you can pray together with me. Tuhan Yesus pagi hari ini. Jesus this morning. Aku ingin menerima engkau sebagai juruselamat. I want to accept you as my uh, savior. Aku mau minum air yang kau berikan. I want to drink your water, Lord. Supaya aku tidak haus lagi. So that I don't become thirsty again. Supaya aku tidak mencari materi uh, untuk memuaskan hidupku. So that, so that I don't seek for materialistic thing in order to satisfy me. Tapi engkau telah memuaskan hidupku dengan air yang kau berikan. But you have satisfied me with your living water. Dan supaya air itu bisa menjadi sumber amata air dalam hidupku. So that that water will become a spring of water in in, uh, in me. Supaya aku bisa menjadi berkat dan memberkati orang lain. So it can become a blessing and bless others. Terima kasih Yesus untuk engkau mengampuni dosa kesal pelanggaranku. Thank you Jesus for uh, forgiving all of my sins. Dalam namamu aku berdoa. Amen. In, in your name I pray. Amen.